Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that connects you to cyclists all over the world and makes indoor training fun. There are structured workouts, training plans that are really easy to follow, online group rides, and why not try a few races? You can also organize a meetup with a bunch of friends. You might just have to make your own coffee at the end. With Zwift, you can even listen to this podcast while you ride around the Champs-Élysées. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial, no strings attached, at Zwift.com. Ride on. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com, slash sport or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me is, of course, Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Oh, I've had a great day. It's like mountain fever, you know? It's, uh, we're not high in the mountains, but we are on the top of La Planche de Bofie and just below the super. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huge crowd. Beautiful day. We are in t-shirts. What are we at? About a thousand metres here. It's not a super high mountain, but it gave us a good, good little, um, you know, opening to the mountains. 100%. And uh, before we start detailing what's happening, uh, what's happening in the stage, uh, it's, it's a pleasure to be back at uh, Planche de Belfi or Super Planche de Belfi. For me, it's, it's really... Today that we turn the page of what's happened in the last three years. That's 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 a feeling for oh, me because we've been really? here before. Really, and he, he really feels like he, yeah, it really feels like it. So, so um, this is the this is open, close the book, start a new chapter. Hundred percent. Wow. But okay. we start big, big, we start again. <laughs> we yeah. start with Pogacar winning this stage and how did he win this? Uh, Vingegaard thought he had this one until probably the last three meters. The Pog, yeah, the Pog is the new cannibal. The Eddie Merckx. Yeah. You know, Eddie Merckx was brutal back in the 70s and he he would win and win and win and win and wouldn't give, you know, there was no this uh, gentleman's agreement. And look, I like it that the Pog doesn't do that. Either. Yeah. If there's no, you know, in the 90s when Indurain or Armstrong or these guys would, would ride and then let someone, you know, sort of take the stage at the end. I want real racing. Yeah. And call it what you want. If, it, if you think it's going to become boring because Pog's winning all the time, he, he's making but them earn their stripes. Let, let's face it as well. Yes, at the minute he's winning everything, but the way he's winning it, it's exciting. Yeah, I mean, this, if, yeah. if you rewatch the finish of, of this stage to Superplanche uh, de Belfi, uh, 10, 50 meters before the, the finish line, you thought that was packed up. That was packed up for Vinegard. He had it. And then all of a sudden, from nowhere, Pogacar came in and then won that stage yeah, again. Yeah, that brutal, that brutal. And, and you know, 50 metres before that, you thought Kamner was going to win. Yeah. <laughs> it, and, and look, it's reminiscent of the Dylan Toynes, Giulio Ciccone um, stage when, when they fought it out from the breakaway. They survived. Ciccone actually attacked uh, uh, turns in that last steep section, mm -hmm. but he cracked. He cracked 40 metres from the line and Dylan Turns got the better of him. Um, and on that occasion, he got the consolation, which was the yellow jersey, which isn't a bad one. Toon's got the stage. But look, it lived up to its expectations. And I said to you and the group earlier today, we're sort of wandering sort of down the last kilometre just to get a feel for the, the climb and the crowd. And this is becoming an iconic mountain yeah. in the Tour de France, isn't it? it and it's only it's been in the actual event since 2012 so yeah. 10 years it's only yeah. been 10 years and they've found a gem here yeah. they've really found a gem and it's you know and the crowds are loving it obviously we came up early this morning you were actually early up here than me yeah. and there were already droves of people sort of riding walking catching the buses um 
No, it's a real winner. And the fact that we've got um, La Tour La Femme yeah. uh, finishing here, the Women's Tour de France will finish here. Um, that's the final exci- stage. That's is, exciting, and yeah. we already see how how hard this game this game can be, and uh, for it to become the decider of a Grand Tour, uh, the Tour yeah. de France Femme. This is this is where the Tour, the, the, the Tour de France Femme, will be decided. Uh, this is just amazing. So what you saw today uh, on your screen, uh, Australia, you will see it again in about three weeks, uh, and, hey, and that's going to be don't amazing. Sit on your screen. <laughs> Buy an air ticket yeah. and get yourselves <laughs> over here, peeps. Yeah. And don't sit around saying, oh, but that would not we do can't good. do yeah, it. But that would not do good to our ratings. We still have to think well, about our ratings. Well, get your cousins <laughs> and sisters and uncles who don't come. Tell them to switch on. But come here. Yeah. It's going to be history making. It, it actually is. Yeah. So let's pedal back on the stage today. Uh, there was a breakaway. It was a solid breakaway with our very own Luke Durbridge in it. Uh, we surprised? All, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Not surprised. I mean, tough day for Durbo to, to go in the break. Look, on his very best day, he has some, he can climb and he's got good legs. And he certainly he, he certainly was in the top half of the mm-hmm. stronger guys on that group. He was the sort of third or fourth guy to get you know, dropped off from, from the leaders and it was Kamner in the end. But um, fair, do, fair do on him, he's, he's done some work as well on that group. Nice. He wasn't just sitting at the back. No, no, he worked. That's right. I think he was... I think here and there he was trying to, you know, save where he could. Yeah. But, but they're all committed, and 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 Derbo is such a, he's an honest bike rider. You know, he, he, he's such a, a good teammate for his team, and um, you know he does a mountain of work. Uh-huh. But you know, kudos to him. Got in the break, and look, kudos to Bike Exchange, Jaco. Um, second yesterday, they didn't come away with anything today but they're present and yeah, and that's they, what you've got to be and let's you can't remem- win be present and let's remember they already have backed a stage win with uh, Dylan yeah, uh, exactly uh, that yeah. let's listen to Luke Durbridge the plan was to sort of get um, Nick Schultz our climber in the break uh, or Michael Matthews but in the end it just uh, it was so fast from the start again you know it nearly took 60k to go um, and we were the big guys were just covering moves just trying to make sure it kept going and I just slipped out got uh, got in the move and then uh, from there, it was, it was up to the climbers to really drop me. And um, I think I played my cards pretty well, you know. I sort of covered some moves when the big guys, Bora guys went. And um, when I got to the bottom, I kind of knew, you know, when we only had under two minutes at the bottom, I thought it's probably not going to be enough time. But I thought I'd give it everything to the, you know, get caught inside 4K to go and gave it a crack. So, yeah, the Tour de France stage, amazing day. It's such an epic finish. So... Ah, uh, man, I'm, I'm going to be happy with how my legs are and um, we'll go again tomorrow. So uh, I enjoyed my day out, if you can say that. So uh, it was special. So it was Luke uh, Durbridge and, uh, we, and, he, and his philosophy of thinking, yeah, he, he thought he was going to get caught out in the f- last 4 5k, but he really gave it a good go. He did, he did, he did. And um, yeah, no, look, I think he's, I think he's pretty content. He, he knows where he's at and it... I think he knows where he's at against the likes of Dylan Turns, Leonard Kamner. You know, they're not pure climbers, but they're pretty mm-hmm. damn handy um, bike riders all the same. So before we talk about the, the other Aussies, uh, Kamner in this uh, in, in this final maybe 10K, impressive. I, I, I really do like Leonard Kamner. Uh, he is impressive. He's a, he's, a, he's a real opportunist and he's a high-end opportunist, yeah. if that sort of makes sense, because he can win stages like what we've just seen. He didn't get it today. Came agonisingly close, didn't he? 100 metres. He's won here before. He's won a stage at the Tour before. He's won at the Giro. So he's got some big performances under his belt. It, no matter what, though, just because you've won here before, it doesn't mean he swallows this one easily today. He won't sleep 
that well tonight. How, how do you recover from something like this? Uh, losing that stage when you've been up front, a, a stage that you, you could have had your grasp on it. Well, but he had one hand on it, yeah. didn't he? He had one hand on the first place trophy. Um, yeah, yeah, he'll get over it, but he'll he'll be he'll be you know for a few days he'll be like Dan. That's one that got away. And same question for Vinegard because Vinegard came even closer to it. We're talking like three, four meters from it, <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even a joke. <laughs> yeah, that, that's actually true. Go back and watch it, peeps, if you don't believe us. Yeah, it's no, nah, that is, and like we said, you know, Pogacar, no gifts, no gifts, yeah. and it's sort of like respect for his teammates who yeah. work hard for him. He's mm -hmm. like. I'm not giving gifts away. Yeah, why you would You guys I? work for me all, all tour. I'll win when I can. And yeah. fair call. We can hear behind us the, the protocol is still, uh, is still going on. Uh, all in all, it was a, let's say, it was a very interesting stage and, and Planche de Belfi absolutely delivered. It did deliver. And, you know, what I love, and we don't get to do this often, and I can say of my 15, 16 tours that I've worked on the ground, very rarely can you at some point two kilometres to go, four kilometres to go, we're in our truck, in the compound, walk outside, literally less than 50 metres, 30 metres is the fence line. We watched Kamna come past with about one kilometre to go because we were situated at the one kilometre to go. You and, hear and, the roar of the crowd. And sorry to interrupt, but how fast was this? Was I, I think on TV you don't realise no, how don't. fast it was and how steep it was. Yeah, and I've been around cycling my whole life and even I... And Gracie was the same. And I was, I was interested in Gracie's sort of reaction to it because she's fresh out yeah. of the sport still. But she went, she went, woof, Yeah, <laughs> we're all, we're all, we all loved it, didn't we? And for, for that little sort of 10 yeah. seconds, we get to be sort of fans. And then we ran back into the truck. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, right, back to work. Okay, what are we doing? Um, but yeah, it was good. It was really yeah. good. Uh, absolutely. Uh, let's round up uh, some of the other Aussies. Chris Hamilton, uh, big smile. Uh, is he the chirpiest guy in the peloton? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he is, isn't he? He's great. Yeah. Today he was here to protect uh, Bardet. Uh, what do you make of that performance today? Yeah, he did a good job. Chris did a good job. He said himself, you know, he, he wanted to maybe maybe be a bit better. But, gee, I think he's doing a great job. And Bardet is doing a good job. And Bardet, and you will love this. And I please, know you please, are please, already... Please, please. You are all over it. You are all over it. So this I is music to, to my ears. This is music to my he's ears. He's not riding GC, but he just happens to be on GC time. <laughs> he's not riding. No, but no, no, no. Roman, Roman's no. not riding GC, but he just keeps. And let's remind everyone, his big goal of the year was the Giro. He got sort of food poisoning. Yeah, he got, he got really food poisoning, sick. Yeah. Had to withdraw. It was in the. Was it with about a week to go? Yeah, absolutely. So he did a two-week tour. Effectively, he did a two-week tour. Pulled out. I actually believe. Bardet is in with a shot of podium here. Yeah. He is. Well, he mm. is on time at the moment, isn't he? He's he's in with a chance. Yeah. There's a long way to go, and we cannot write him off. And the closer he gets to Paris, the more he and the team will rally around him. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the big mountains to come. So, no, Bardet's in a great shape. And, yeah, and Chris Hamo, great job. Let's listen to Chris Hamilton. I, I mean, I would have liked to been able to go a little bit further, but... Um, why they went hard at the bottom like one of them days where you don't want to look down and see what you're pushing you know so yeah i was yeah there as long as I, yeah there as long as i could and you know had him in, in good position but yeah he's uh, he looks to be going all right so that was chris hamilton now let's talk about uh the talk of the town for a little while ben o'connor uh not a great day for ben o'connor not a great week for ben o'connor he's, he's struggling yeah, he's look. Yeah, he's been bashed around, hasn't he? He's hit the deck, and and the, look, the effects of all of that, he just hasn't come good. We knew his form was good, yeah. so I think it's a valid, 
you know, you don't always, you got to, you got to, if your form's bad, you got to cop it. But Ben's form was great. Coming into the, do- he, he had a great Dauphiné podium there. So all the signs were good. We know off the back of his fourth place last year, he's already proven himself mm-hmm. here with the stage win. So it is the crash that that's hurt him. And, you know, and then when that happens and when you and lose that initial time, you obviously lose a bit of morale mentally, yeah. psychologically. And yeah, sure, that's affected him. He's only, only human. But, you know, now he's got he's to reset the dial at some stage and try and salvage something from the race. Yeah, let's listen to uh, Ben O'Connor. I went to try again today, but uh, yeah, my legs just uh, feel like they blow up like balloons and then explode. So, yep, that's how it is. It's clear now what, uh, what I've got to do, uh, just recover and then go for breakaways later on the race. So, it's pretty... Yeah, I mean, it's been disappointing pretty much the whole week, so uh, I guess this is better the icing on the cake. So it was Ben O'Connor. Hey, extra question to Ben O'Connor, and yeah. I, I got to, to ask him, do you think he's eyeing the polka dot? Well, uh, before you listen to the sound, do you think he's now thinking, yeah, Christoph is right, the polka dot might actually be an achievable <laughs> target? Very, very few <laughs> occasions I will say you are right, you know that, and, and you handle it well. Um, I mean... Well, there hasn't been many points won yet. As yeah. in, as in, it's all been cat fours. This is the this is the first sort of um, big points day yeah. in the polka dots, isn't it? Obviously, he's scored zero today. Maybe, May, maybe that's his opportunity. Let's listen to him. I can, but only once they find my legs again. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a chance. There is a chance. Mate, a, <laughs> I mean, you're drawing a long bow, <laughs> but should we ring Leclerc, the sponsor of the polka dot, and which is a big supermarket chain, ring them up and say, look, here's um, Ben O'Connor's sizes. Yeah. <laughs> you just might want to get them ready because we think he's, he's up for it. We are just having a laugh, but why not? Why no, not? You know? <laughs> look, complete jokes aside... What do you mean, joke? <laughs> well, when he, if he if he does recover in a few days' time, and then he gets up the road in the break, he's now lost a bunch of time. Yeah. So he's not. It's not like they're going to not let him go. Who knows? Yeah, hundred percent. Someone else that I think or I still think uh, can do something for the uh, the polka dot, and uh, it, it's Michael Storer. Michael Storer looked good. Yeah, he was today. really good. Today. He was protecting Godu. Yeah. He, up up until the end, he looked very good. Yeah, he looked great. Yeah, Michael's uh, look. He's he, he, him and Chris Hamilton and Ben O'Connor, these guys, you know, they've been through that same wave of riders together, sort of similar, same generation. Jai Hindley, obviously, is not here, but won the Giro d'Italia. And um, Michael's, you can just see he's maturing mm-hmm. with each sort of pedal stroke. And it's it's really nice to see. And uh, he, he is going to make his presence felt here. But his presence may be felt in a super domestique way this year. He might be limited. And he may not get the opportunity to go for a stage win. And he may not get that opportunity to go for the polka dots. Um, but he will really play a, a really strong role, and he already is, for, for Godou, the yeah, team leader. I would agree. What do you mean he's not going to go for a polka dots? <laughs> Mate, you might, you might peeve off the um, <laughs> director of sport ifs if you get in Storer's ear and convince him to go for it. <laughs> and we know who that is. Mate, pull the, pull the radio piece out. Don't listen. <laughs> just listen to Christoph on the just, podcast. Just the podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll put the pot in for the last hour. In the earpiece, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, Maka, sorry to interrupt you, but we've got Cycling Royalty with us. Stuart O'Grady, how are you? I'm great, thanks. Good to see you. So it's always good to see you at the Tour. I saw you actually in, uh, in Copenhagen and here, La Planche de Belfi, or La Super Planche de Belfi. Uh, what makes this place so fantastic? I, look, it is. It's great to be back. I haven't ridden up a, a, cl- a climb in the, in the mountains or the Tour de France for a few years. Firstly, it's just great to be back in Europe. It's great to be back at the big major events. 
Um, but yeah, the, the climb, it certainly hasn't got any easier. I think it's the slowest, one of the slowest I've ever gone up a mountain today, even with my crazy gear ratios. But uh, no, look, it's just great to see some of the big crowds back. Um, and yeah, the sun's shining. Tour de France is on. What more could you ask for? It's very good, isn't it? Now, look, I've just got to have a dig because you're still as cheeky as ever. Um, we're sitting <laughs> in the live interview for the stage winners you plonk yourself on the chair and said we can sit here can't we it's only been about 18 years what's with this yeah no it's been a long time between uh victory solo victories in the tour de france um i think 2013 with uh, the team's time trial boys in nice was the last time uh, and even that seems like an eternity ago so yeah look it's great to be back here we've got uh got our group with mumu cycling here and um yeah look it's there a lot of boxes being ticked today. They're having an absolute ball. For a lot of them, it's the first time on the Tour de France, and to get this access behind the scenes, it's it just reminds you how cool it all is, really. Yeah, the, the course. Let's talk about Tour de Under. Uh, the course just been revealed. Uh, watched it on uh, on the Zoom call. Um, what can you tell us a bit more? No Wollonga Hill. Nah, there's plenty of climbs in Adelaide. Um, you know, I wasn't I wasn't given the role just to kind of copy and paste and and carry on what Mick Turter had done for the past twenty odd years. He did a fantastic job, don't get me wrong, but you know I was brought into the role for, to kind of bring in some new innovations and, and kind of give it a bit of a freshen up. Um, look, you know I've ridden plenty of great bike races and I think I know what the cyclists like and I'd like to think I know what the fans like. So we've got a few new cracking start locations, a few new finish locations. And yeah, look, we've replaced Wollonga Hill with, with Mount Lofty. Mount Lofty is our most iconic climb. Um, we've got a really cool circuit on the final day, which is going to see some fireworks instead of, you know, a bit of a, well, we know what's going to happen up Wollonga Hill. It's time for a change. And what's nice as well is uh, we can say Wollonga Hill almost owned by Richie Port. He's not going to be here, no Wollonga Hill. Richie slipped him a 50. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I think it's really important. You know, you never see Alpe d'Huez in the Tour of France every year. You, ne you know, you, you need different roads. You need, the fans need to explore different areas. The communities need to share the love as well. Um, and look, at the end of the day, Mount Lofty is our biggest and most iconic climb. So I've always wanted to, um, to get the race to there. And I think on the final day, again, it's something different. It's going to really leave the racing open to the last day. We've got a short prologue, uh, you know, acknowledging local hero Rowan Dennis. Um, we've never had a prologue before. So, you know, that's going to be interesting. But also, short, mainly short stages, entertaining. Um, but we wanted to come out 2023 with a big bang. I cannot wait. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm just I'm just firming him up. I was just asking him, who's the new event manager? So-and-so's there. Have you got make, a, have you got a I number? I haven't got my contract yet. I haven't got it. I want it. But on a sort of serious note, and I guess this is the, the, the elements that you've learnt slipping into this role, dealing with communities and local councils. I imagine these new places like Lofty, and yes, we've raced in the city of Adelaide, but the prologue, I bet I guess they're excited too. These new communities that get the race now finally to come to them after 20 years. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's it's important for the for the event as a whole. Um, you know, it just brings excitement. It gets tongues wagging. You know, about our event. Um, and any debate's good debate in my opinion. So, uh, like I said, if we did the same race every every year, it'd be pretty boring. Uh, we've got a really good challenge tour uh, thrown in the mix as well, um, and a few exciting you know stories to drop with that as we go. Um, and look, this kind of parkour should really attract the very best of the world to a riders, which is also part of the designing, uh, you know, the method behind the madness. Um, there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle to put together. Look, it's only my first crack. Well, it can only, you know, everyone can have their, uh, I guess, um, opinions after. But 
I'm pretty confident in myself and the team that we've we've come up with something fresh, new, and and pretty exciting for 2023. And it'd be remiss of us not to mention. I love it that women's the women's tour mm -hmm. world tour and Carly Taylor and Nettie Edmondson sort of joint role as race director. And I'm sure they'll be leaning on you a bit for for some sort of uh, advice and support along the way. Yeah, look, it's fantastic. Um, look, again, I'm honoured to be, um, you know, I think we're looking at it from a complete uh, total tour down under in one big event. Um, and it's fantastic to have two local legends, you know, Nettie and Carly on board. They're really enthusiastic. Um, so we've got a great little team together there. Uh, we're just putting the final touches on the women's stages. It's, it's absolutely amazing that the government have got behind and, and invested another bunch of change to um, to really support the women and try and get them you know really uh, equality across both races so you know we're, we're still working with the UCI we're still working with the, with the women's world tour teams with they'll all get invited so hopefully as many of them come down and uh, have a crack for the world tour points yeah, let's go back to the Tour de France uh, Pogacar has just been hammering it down all across the, these few stages is just amazing is there anything the boy can do uh, at the moment I struggle to, to find one like everyone else uh, I was a bit shocked at Walt Van Aert's effort yesterday. Um, you know, I can see some chinks in the, the Lotto Jumbo uh, team there. I don't know what's going on. You know, it seems as like there's not a real lot of, uh, you know, if I'm speaking honestly from a couch peloton, you know, I can't see that there's a lot of confidence in Roglic's outcome. It's more um, Vinegard, um, and it just looks like the team's in a bit of disarray, to well, be the honest. Tactics were the tactics completely off kilter yesterday with Van Aert, yeah. as good as he is? Yeah, I, look, <laughs> if he'd pulled it off, it would have been one of the all-time historical Eddie Merckx moments, but he didn't. And the fact that, you know, today's the first mountaintop finish, and you'd like to think that he would want to help his, out his teammates and be out there protecting Roglic and Vinegard. And, you know, how the heck is he going to be fresh mm. after doing the efforts that he's done? We know he's Superman. It, it is phenomenal what he's done. We're not taking anything away. But if I was the team manager, we're sitting back from someone that's won a Tour de France with CSC and knowing what it takes to keep the team together, fresh, um, and not shooting any bullets and wasting any energy. I just, I'm struggling to see their uh, the ideology behind their tactics at the moment. Okay, cool. Well, we'll, we'll see what's going to unfold as well. But uh, uh, for sure, uh, Pogacar looks very good. Thank you, Stuart. My pleasure. Enjoy. So that was uh, our good friend Stuart O'Grady, of course. Uh, Micah, uh, I know. I hope you're not offended when I call him cycling royalty. And I hey. cut you. I cut you off, and I, I and I and I call him cycling. You are cycling royalty as well. Uh, Stuart, no, no. Stewie <laughs> is Stewie is big time cycling okay. royalty, and, and you know what? He's just a he's a down to earth nice guy as well. Um, uh, as you know, so no, great to have him on. Let's talk about the the stage coming up tonight on SBS uh, stage. Eight of the Tour de France, and we are going to another country, Switzerland. We are. We're into the neutral zone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but oh, 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 oh. <laughs> How funny am I? 186.3 kilometers, Lausanne, a place where I actually lived for sort of where three haven't you lived? Of a season. Where, where, I know. Uh, we've been in like five different or six different countries. You and I. In I this know. Trip. You went. Oh, I lived here. I, I lived here. <laughs> I know. It's actually true. I did. I, did. I spent it, uh, most of a season in Lausanne. Actually, it is a beautiful place on the shores of Lake Geneva. Yeah. You've got Geneva up one end. You've got um, Vevey, a small village. Yep. Uh, up the other end, and they had this amazing jazz festival. One of the best blues and jazz festivals in Europe. 
think, around the month of July or August. Uh, and Verve is where uh, Charlie Chaplin is buried, but that's okay. There you go. There you go. Culture, culture. Oh, we, are, we are just bringing it all to the pod today. Uh, little kicker at the finish. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of climbs uh, throughout the stage. In fact, there are three, uh, three categorised climbs. And at the finish, it's categorised. It's possibly a day, another chance for Michael Matthews, I think. Yeah, okay. And the riders like Michael Matthews, so... The question is, and I'd almost, if I was the director of sport, if I'd almost be, if I was Matt White, I'd be saying, let's get Michael in the break. I think it's a day for the break to win the stage. In fact, I think the break will win the stage based on the terrain. And, but I think Michael's only hope is, well, he has to, he's got to make, he's got to get yeah. in that breakaway. Anyone else? Well, it's those sort of riders, isn't it? Um, Sagan, potentially. Sagan could, and... You know, the Sagan of old, he was up the road chasing green jersey points. He's not a threat for that. He's obviously not a threat for the yellow. And it'll just depend how Sagan has recovered uh, from this stage. But, look, I think it's all the opportunists, mm-hmm. all of the opportunist riders. And, you know, the, the riders that necessarily don't have a kick like Matthews or Sagan. but are Give me name. There's a tipping competition going on at oh, SBS. Oh, <laughs> I get it. Well, any other day, I would have picked Simon Clark as well. He's got his win. Look, you, you, you can't put it past him, mm-hmm. but he's got his win. I think he'll try and set up maybe a couple of his other uh, Israel startup teammates. Um, but this is where EF, Israel, a um, couple of the small French teams, yeah. B&B, you know, this is where they'll try and get in the, get in the moves. Uh, Lotto as well. I don't, I don't think it's a day for Caleb Ewan. Um, if it came down a bunch kick, maybe, but I don't think so. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, the stage will be live on SBS. Thank you, Maka, uh, for joining us. We have a, a massive drive again tonight. We're not going to complain, but it's another three hours drive. I'm oh, sorry, Maka. But this time, one. we're probably going to have dinner in Switzerland, you and I. We, no, the restaurant's shut early, mate. So dinner on the road, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. it's, it's a sandwich <laughs> from the auto grill. <laughs> Okay, thank you, Maka. Thank you. This was the uh, Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Before we go, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, uh, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until uh, next episode, same place, same time tomorrow, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick word from our sponsor, Zwift. When it comes to sport, I always tell my kids, rule number one, have fun. On Zwift, fun is fast. Tour de France winner, Geraint Thomas uses it. So too does Mathieu van der Poel. And Australia's Neve Bradbury Zwifted her way to a world tour contract. One of my favourite things on Zwift is seeing the flags of people from all around the globe that I get the chance to ride with. I love the structured workouts, doing meet-up rides with friends, and when I'm feeling strong, doing a few races. They definitely hurt, but they are fun. It's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.